Hi, I'm Rick Wright, and today's episode of Build Relationships, Break Poverty, we're sharing a conversation I had with Mickey Taya Gutama. He is Hope Chess Country Director in Ethiopia. Mickey is one of the newest country directors to join Hope Chess team, but he's already rocking the position with strength, insight, and passion for his work. In this personal interview, Mickey shares about his background in child advocacy, the opportunities and challenges that Ethiopia's youth are facing, and personal stories of children's lives being rewritten into stories of hope. I hope you enjoy and are encouraged by this conversation with my friend, Mickey. Her name is Trunesh. She lost both her mom and dad. She was working as a maid in a family, but actually they led them to, to be in the school. She was a sixth grade student. The family have an older boy, and he was trying to rape her almost every night. And nobody knows this. Welcome to Build Relationships, Break Poverty, a podcast that challenges the Western perception of international poverty by elevating the voices of local leaders and processing how we can help to alleviate poverty without harming those living in vulnerable communities. We are Children's Hope Chest, and we believe that building two-way relationships will break the cycle of poverty. So, Mickey, what a blessing to have you on board. You've been on board about two weeks? No. Yes. And your second week, you come to the United States. Mm-hmm. It's been a blessing for us. Mm-hmm. So you got to spend time with uh, your mother's uh, brother, your yeah. uncle. True? Yes, Here in the is. States. You've never been uh, in the States. Yes. So tell us a little so, bit about your, your background, your upbringing, and your time today with your uncle. Okay. Um, nice to have me here. I was born in 1980 uh, in Derbizate, like 25 miles from the capital city of uh, Ethiopia, Addis, to the south side, to, to the south side. So that's uh, a military air force area. So my dad is working, uh, was working in uh, air force, uh, and my mom was an uh, elementary teacher. So uh, I spent my childhood there. Then I finished high school in Debrezet and moved to Addis and joined to Kotabi College of Teachers Education and I got my B.E.D., Bachelor of Educational Degree in Health and Physical Education, major in biology uh, minor. And then uh, I've been teaching in high schools as a physical education teacher and biology teacher. And I was also involved in different sportive activity because I was coaching the basketball team of the high schools and the football team, soccer team, actually. Uh, the, other school, they, yeah, the other football. Yeah, the other football. The other football, real football, yes. <laughs> Uh, then I got my master's degree in Christian leadership from uh, Vision University. I went to different uh, colleges teaching in uh, leadership, training local church leaders and your leaders in leadership, strategic uh, management, uh, communication, conflict resolution, all uh, sub- related subjects with leadership. And then uh, in 2013, I joined Beloved Ethiopia. Uh, it was a local NGO working with uh, orphans. Uh, so I established the organization with my colleagues in Walaita Sodium, 320 kilometers from Addis to the south. So it's been a little town. There, there is a huge problem or crisis of uh, orphan there. So we moved there, and there we had uh, 56 double orphan children in uh, seven different group homes. I was a father figure, 
besides projecting uh, directing the projects. We constructed the 25 million uh, Ethiopian per, uh, center, a development, holistic development center. I hope it's the first thing in sky in Ethiopia. And we were involving in family empowerment projects. Uh, we're focusing on female-headed households. So those female who have like children, like uh, average of five to six, but they lost their husband due to maybe days or divorce. We were creating a business for this family. But we had a very successful time there. And then uh, I moved back to Derzeit. It is like before two months ago. Yes. You know, I've been blessed because I've heard some of your story and some of your passion. Um, maybe you can expand a little bit on, on vulnerable children, impoverished kids. You know, tell us a little bit about your passion there. I believe that God was leading me to, to in, in, in this pathway, supporting these children. Uh, when I was a kid, the, the church that we attended as a family uh, was residing in an orphanage. Which was uh, which was uh, led by uh, Phil and Mission. I had a very close uh, relationship with those children who are living there. Uh, they were a friend for me, and we were uh, in the same choir. We were serving at there, so uh, most of the children were females. So they are counting me as a as a big brother. And since then, almost my life, I was committed to support orphan kids. And surprisingly, uh, after I finished college, my first job was in an orphanage high school. So I was teaching there, but I also assigned as a counselor for orphans who are living there. Yes. There were like 360 children who were living in the village. It was a very huge village. And then moved to uh, another private school. There, there was this organization where uh, giving scholarship for orphan kids. And <laughs> I was a vocal person there, helping these orphan kids to really uh, work good in their academy, to be part of any uh, football and basketball team, and to lead them in successful life. From school of tomorrow, I moved to beloved Ethiopia. I totally gave my life for orphan. 56 children there, I was a father figure for them. You were a father figure to yes. each and every one of those kids. For all of them. And you have kids so, yourself. Yes. Uh, I'm married and I have two kids. Nicole and Yafet. Sorry, I got off on a tangent there, but yeah. you have kids. I was telling everybody we have 14,000 kids worldwide, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Surprising. We also, uh, I also volunteer for Kedemia Association. This association is work, uh, promoting, pioneering actually, local adoption in Ethiopia. Uh, so I was helping them in training, parenting skills, and leading different conferences which promotes local adoptions there because. Local adoption is not really acceptable in our society, but now because of the movement we laid, now a lot of people are in, in line to, to receive their children, their adoptive children. So it is really a very great successful for us. Is it orphans that are adopted by families? Is that what it is? We're keeping them, okay. These children who are in Academy Association are abandoned children. They are they abandoned are by they their, their, their yes, okay. by, by by their mother uh, at at the age of one day. We found them in streets, in forests, crying. When people found them, they call to the police. The police will assign to Kedemia, so we'll keep them in uh, our transition home, like six months to eight months, and we're going to assign them to local adopted family. 
So I was facilitating this all with my wife. My wife is the one who's working really directly for the Academy Association. She makes it go. Yes. So we are in uh, orphan, uh, supporting orphan as a family. Has all your work been in Ethiopia? Mm-hmm. All your work? Yeah. You've been in Ethiopia? Yes. You know, maybe two questions in one a little bit. Um, why Hope Chest? We sought you out a little bit. And and second part of that question is, what do you see is different about Hope Chest? You worked with a lot of other NGOs, mm-hmm. a lot of other nonprofits. Everybody's in there trying to help, you know? Yep. Why Hope Chest? And especially as a new person. As I told you earlier, I just finished the ministry that I was working in Walaita Soro and we moved back to Debrezate. And we were praying there. I'm not sure what will be my next assignment. I don't get any jobs. But I was in Debrezate. Before I, 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 I met Ken and Rachel and Joseph, uh, a guy called me from a business environment. And he's uh, one of the uh, richest person in Addis. And he had like 14 different companies. So he was searching for a manager who is leading his business. And he got, he heard about me from a friend that know me, and he called me, and he gave me a, 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 a position to work in, a, in his business. And I told him that I don't have anything to work with you. <laughs> this is business. I'm not in it. So I don't think this is my next assignment. Mm. So I need to wait. An old friend called me, and uh, he told me that to, to, to apply for Children's Hope Just. And I asked him, what's what what are they doing? And he told me that they are supporting orphans. This is my organization. So I sent my CV for them. And within like three weeks' time, I met Kane, Rachel, and Joseph. And God works in mysterious ways. And, <laughs> and here you are, blessing to us to have you yeah. here, obviously, in the States. So uh, to answer the, 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 the second question, what's unique about objects? So after I, 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 I got a call and after he called me that I'm going to apply for Children Hope Justice, I started searching what's Children Hope Justice as an organization. I haven't heard before that about Children Hope Justice. So I, w- I went to their website and started searching. You know what really, really surprises me? The way how they, they, they work, the way how they, they intervene in the crisis, especially the community to community partnership and sustainable development concept. That's what always go for it. Because people are just, different organizations are really su- supporting orphans, but they are not in sustainable development concept. They are mm. just giving them something to it, helping them out of maybe their passion, whatever, whatever. But, you know, my focus is in development. Since I, I, I was working in leadership, we need to transform our community in order to solve the problem we have by our own ways of uh, solving the, the, the problems. So, so Children Hope Chest is promoting this. So in love in it. So I'm here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Build Relationships, Break Poverty. If you are enjoying today's episode, consider visiting our blog. Consuming media can be overwhelming these days. Fill your feeds with stories of hope. Receive a weekly story of hope in your inbox by subscribing to our blog at hopechest.org forward slash blog. You know, if you feel comfortable, talk to us a little bit about your walk with Christ and how you 
share the gospel and your beliefs in, in, in the kids you work with? Actually, uh, I born in a very strong Christian family. My dad was serving as elder for like 15 years. And my mom was leading uh, a women's ministry in the church. And she also uh, serving in choir. So we had, uh, we, we were fortunate enough to go to the church and to learn the word of God since we are little kids. I found myself in the church actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. That gives me really to listen gospel, to read a Bible. And uh, uh, while I was in high school, uh, I get just bored of church. <laughs> so I met youngsters who are really uh, out of the church. We had a wonderful, we had time with them. We spent time with them, but all thing was bad. I. W- I was there, but I, I wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. Like I was in 11th grade, I met this pastor. He just taught me the real gospel, and my life was changing. Since then, I'm serving in the church, preaching in the church, I'm teaching in the church. That's my main concern. But the, the, the focus of the ministry is in youth and children ministry. Because Ethiopia is one of a very young nation in the world, if it is not the only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, 49% of our population is around under 15 years of age, imagine. 73 or 74% is under 30. So it's a hope for as a country and as a church. But it's also if we really do not strategize the way how we, we address these people, it will be also a devastating future. So that's why I'm just focusing on youth ministry. So I joined Youth for Christ. Mm-hmm. As a volunteer leadership trainer, each summer we're, I'm training like 100 to 150 people to different uh, seven locations in Ethiopia. We are volunteering. Actually, six of my friends were volunteering. So we just have different topics and we just give training for this use. So most of the youth now, they are leaders of their church, they are in uh, different uh, organizational positions. Some of them are famous ministers, pastors, young pastors. So I believe in focusing youngsters. Uh, and I, I heard a pastor coming from U.S. It was before like 15 years ago. His name is Mark. And he said this. Each church has one generation from extinction. Mm. Yes, yes. Heard that several times, yes. Yes. Which is so true. So I just wrote it in my notebook. Still, I have that 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 notebook. I I always want to see that each church has one generation from extinction. So, I am focusing in serving this generation, and I'm focusing serving orphans and vulnerable children in church. In Ethiopia church, they don't really want to focus in youngsters. They totally forget the orphans. They are more concerned about their 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 own you know, rituals, activities, and so on. So we believe as a family, we are standing in the gap between this. Well, expand on that a little bit. I mean, you touched on it. You know, so what do you see as some of the obstacles in Ethiopia? I mean, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. You know, we have government issues. We have, there's several mm. things. But what are some of the biggest obstacles, hurdles that we need to come across, you know, go and get across in Ethiopia? One of the greatest obstacle in Ethiopia is the political environment. It was so tough, especially for the last 27 years. 
it was tough. I believe that I'm fortunate enough <laughs> because now we are in the verge of change to a very uh, bright future. We had this proclamation, Proclamation 621, which is so, so control freak of the angels. Uh, this proclamation really did not allow the, earth, the, the angels freely to work and to evolve into development because the government thinks NGOs are uh, against Ethiopian government, which is not true. But now we are working. I work. I actually personally and as a country director of Hope Just involving the 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 change of this proclamation. So I think within the next one or two months time, it will uh, the the new proclamation, which really nullify this one, will come. Yes. So yes, it was a challenge, but it's also a great opportunity that in the future we'll come across, we'll come up with a new, uh, really helpful ho uh, proclamation. Yeah, we're believing in that, and we're mm -hmm. praying about that, and we're having faith. You know, we're yeah. talking about Peter stepping out of the boat. You know, mm -hmm. here we are. On that note, can you tell us a story? Um, we believe in miracles. We believe we have faith. Can you tell us a story of something you've seen firsthand? And everybody laughs. I keep saying this. You know, my mother used to say, my God winks. We saw something where God had his hand in it. Can you tell us a story? Her name is Trunesh. She lost both her mom and dad. She was working as a maid in a family. But actually, they led them to, to be in the school. She was a sixth grade student. The family have an older boy. And he was trying to rape her almost every night. And nobody knows this. One day, she went on the road to the school, but she was crying. And she, she, she met a woman who is working in children and women office. And she just asked her, what happened to you? And she told her all the story. This woman know me in the church that I'm serving in Walaita Soro. And she just called me. And I just went to the girl. I met her and took her to my group home. Before three days, I was in uh, my bedroom. And she called me and told me that she got a very wonderful grade and passed to the next step, mm -hmm. to the university. I supported her all this time. It was a miracle. That's she was a child for me, you know, when I was always thinking, I just praise God, you know, her life is totally changed. That's and she's serving in the church, and she's always telling them, God gave me a dad. And it's a miracle, imagine. I don't have anything with her, but, you know, God connects people. God connects and people. <laughs> well, you touched on a little bit, you know, the people that come into our lives, our mentors, our supporters, our encouragers, you know, and that's that's the key. You know, um, I guess one of the things I would ask you is, you know, your vision. Where do you see, you know, the country, the transformation? What is your vision for that? As a country, as I told you, we had a very dark time. Mm -hmm. But now... I, I, I can see hope. I can see 
development. I can see change. I can see those orphan children who are abandoned. Their lives will be changed, changed and then will be a very fruitful citizens. And there will be an answer for, for, for many of our problems and questions in Ethiopia, in particular in, in Africa and world in general. So I'm just seeing this. So that's why I'm just focusing, working with orphans, working with youngsters, working with children. Sometimes it's not really a very interesting place, but the future is bright. You know, the, the change will come is so, so, so hopeful, so, so, so bright. So we need to work hard. We need to put all the resources we have in, the, in, the, in these children, uh, all the knowledges we have, all the prayers should be gone to deward this particular group of our people. And I hope within the next 10, 20 years, a lot of things will happen to Ethiopia. I sense it. Mm. When I was there, I was blessed about a year and a half ago, and I could just feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me about Ethiopia. You know, we appreciate your time. You know, we might close here. If you were to speak to the kids of Ethiopia, you want to inspire them, you encourage mm. them, what would you say to them? For the kids of Ethiopia. I have too much love for you. Yes. And I have a bright future for you. I can see that. I can sense that. So I just, you need to see a bright future. You don't, you don't really see uh, the situation that you have right now is not really the end. You have a future, a very bright future. Just look to God and God will show you the, the, the future, the bright future with Him. If, if really look into our environment, we have within really a lot of problems. But uh, like you said, Peter was uh, walking through, through this old uh, problems, storm. through the storm. And he was walking because he was seeing Jesus. Yes. And all of a sudden, he just you know, picked his eye from Jesus and started looking to his, his environment. He started sinking. Yes, we have a lot of problems. If we just look to the problems, we'll sink on it. But we need to focus with God, looking God, and God will give us a very bright future. That doesn't mean that things are really smooth. No way. We're going to face a challenge, but we are overcome if we are with God. So we can overcome our problems and come to the very bright future. Very look well. the future through Christ. Yep. Well, very well said. We appreciate your time. I can see your passion. And I've said it before, it's a blessing you're on board. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Children's Hope Chests Build Relationships, Break Poverty. You can follow Hope Chest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast.